listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound and extraordinaire Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we in the house for episode 126. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Yes, sir. I want to give a shout out to the Hard Times crew. Y'all boys know who you are. You know, Kaysen, Mark, Franco, Scoob, the whole crew, Yaya, all of them. I want to give y'all a <laughs> yeah, shout out. I'm much appreciated. That's the that's, that's that's the friend group. You know what I mean? You gotta, Thank you, you as always. Them. Yes, sir. Always. Um, But yeah, man, you been getting into anything fun this weekend? Um, I, uh, uh, I'm, I got to, I'm, I'm on the last, uh, the last, last fight of, um, Ghost of Tsushima right now. And that, that's pretty lit. I, mm-hmm. I got that shit in Kurosawa mode. You know, so I got to, I had to make the entire final se- sequence in black and white. And oh, okay. they did that shit really lit. Like there's an entire setting for it in the game, but it's like, it's like grainy with fucking the, you know, like the old school yeah, cracks yeah, yeah, the and shit. Oh my God. It's, it's fucking perfect right now. And Those, yeah, uh, the the real cinema filter. Yeah, and they did such a good job with the story, man. Of like, I I love how the story is like, uh, the con is like not really the story. You feel me? Mm-hmm. The, like the Mongol invasion is a backdrop, my nigga. Mm-hmm, the story mm-hmm. is about fucking Jin and his uncle slash father figure and how they drifted apart. And that that's like it's so epic. Well, that's 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 a. A style, and if I was actually trained in theater or at all, I'd probably know what it's called, but I don't. But it's where you take something that is a much bigger drama, and then you superimpose the individual drama of life, but because of the positioning of how the storytelling does it, it it's the in the forefront, even yeah. though there's bigger drama going on around it. Such as the war, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, very it's, awesome it's, style. I like it a lot. It's what good storytellers do when they when they have the luxury to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because like that's always when there's like an A story and a B story, and that's often a lot of times when when you ask me like, oh, what was the what was it about? And I'll tell you like the 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 pure skeleton. Oh, it's just about a dude who wanted to meet his dad or something like that. And you're like, I, I don't get it. But th- that's generally what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's nice that. Um, this one had some solid backbone to it, man. So. Well, it's an art style that that is that is born from war propaganda. It was a way to romanticize <laughs> war, because in particular, very rarely did uh, writers write romantically about war. You know what I mean? Like usually, it's a, it's a, it's negative, and mm-hmm. if it's positive, it's about the victory of the war, not the. You know what I mean? The, the, the fight itself. Exactly. The struggle. The struggle is never usually glorified that way. And that's not something that came that uh, that became popular until more contemporary. When I say more contemporary, I mean 1800s type of time. Because the storytelling method goes way, 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 way back. But um, yeah, it's really cool. I really am glad that they were able to adequately portray that in the video game format. Yeah. I mean, like... Definitely shout out to them. I was actually I saw this thing on online the other day. They actually um uh the the two leads got made honorary ambassadors of like tourism because mm. the um I don't remember the minister's name, but he wants to extend that to everybody who worked on Ghost of uh, Ghost of Tsushima because apparently it's gotten more like interest in the island than any other period in history. 
So, and they wanted to do a campaign with them earlier, but coronavirus is like, nah, eat a dick. And because it's a small island and they don't have like big hospitals, yeah, they didn't want to court nah. the disaster. <laughs> Let's not. So they were like, you know, but but they appreciated so much, like all the, like you mentioned, all the positive, um, like influx of of love that they've been getting from that, that they and it was probably and it was culturally accurate. You know, it wasn't historically accurate, but it was culturally accurate. Definitely. And super duper important, Definitely. and, and, it's, and like, it's rare. I love how they gave like. Everybody love man. Every like the 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 drunk uh, merchant who's like deceiving the drunk merchant who's like swindling everybody. Even he has like a deeper story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like everybody. I, I just I did um I had to do the entire of Lady Masako's um uh, uh, storyline. Um, she's one of the uh, uh she's wives. She's one of the wives of one of the samurai heads that went off to wars when the Mongol invaded and they got um decimated on the first day. And at that time, somebody used that as um as as like a, a convenient based time to basically wipe out the rest of her family. So while all the males were fighting the Mongols, Ooh. they had yeah they had someone going and butcher her whole family. And so when you meet Lady Masako, it's like right after this has happened, and she's just on a war path. Like she's just like, and I, I really like her story because it's really bittersweet. But, it's good because it's it's really well done. I, I like how her story plays out, but it's just it sucks to just see like, on the one hand she's like drowning in vengeance, but on the other hand you're like, kind of understand though. Like you know, I can't really blame yeah. you. Like I can't blame you for being mad. They butchered. That's your a whole major family. dick move. You feel me? That's like it's the red sp- wedding. It's like it, yes. you know, you you were happy to see all of the bad things that happened to the phrase afterwards. Because it was like yeah. that was just such a like, dick move. You, you crossed the line, bro. You know like, what I mean? And like, the whole time she keeps bringing up like, yo, my grandkids, like they, they killed my grandkids. Like, uh, and, you know what I mean? Hurt. And she's like, because th- women are very, very protective of their grandchildren. What? Bruh. Like they're, they're protective of their children, but their grandchildren represents the the, the, the success yeah. of their children, which mm-hmm. is their ultimate success. Because that's how moms do. You got to appropriate success. <laughs> and so, yeah, they, they're appropriate very protective. Success. Oh, man, you kidding me? That's funny. But um no and so I can imagine that the the, the, the storyline of, of her losing her kids is, sounds very evocative. Yeah, it's funny. Every single time Jen tries to tell her to chill, she's like, "I'll chill when the butchers are killed, my family are dead." I was like, "All right, I I will help you. I'm just gonna help you." So we moved this along. See, the thing is, is that I can't argue the point. Can't at all. So I'm just keep I going with you until it get becomes some rest. Calm down. <laughs> like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I feel you. But I like what Jen does. He basically like he realizes what she's going through, and he kind of steps into smooths in when she's like going too heavy. He's the good cop, it's the bad cop. Like, maybe, you know, maybe you don't have to kill him right now. We will kill him later. We're not saying we're gonna she's let him live. Like, yo, I'm just I'm trying to get some information. Right and this dude's like, yo, get it, get, yo. I think she's gonna kill me, bro. Can you like, can you like get her away from me, please? But it's just like Jen's like, all right, I'm, like I'm getting this I'm talk vibe from her. I'm talk like, to him. You just gotta stay over there and promise me you won't kill him or we're done. We're just, it's just a talk, right? All right, for sure. <laughs> it's, but I can only imagine how comfortable that must feel when you're standing in someone's presence and you're like, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> And there's very little I could do about it because I don't know why you're going to kill me. I don't know what you want. I don't bro. even know what's going on. But you're going to kill me. Bro, she but has, you haven't killed me yet and you're standing here in front of me and I just have to have to be here in your she presence. she is with it. She is with your absolutely with it. That's crazy. That sounds that sounds like they uh, they did a very good job of portraying that. It's super dope, man. Like, and, um, yeah. 
Uh, it's it's got it's got a lot of really sad moments in it. Like, but as you can understand, it's about war. So mm-hmm. you know, it's about war and poor people. So you know, th- there's gonna be a lot of sad moments in it. But now, was this created by a, a team of Japanese people? I'm not. It was created by Sucker Punch USA, but I think they had a lot of like Japanese consultants on okay. it. But it's the same team that made like Sly Cooper and Infamous One, Two, and Three. I love it. I've played Infamous One and Two, and those are those are pretty dope games. But but yeah, this one was yeah yeah. Those are was lit, man. I'm I'm with it for sure. I can't wait to see like the resolution of it. I'm I'm like almost there. But well, similarly, I'm on the last fight of um Nino Kuni too. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> How's a, that been? It's been good. It's been good. It's a it's a it's a very solid kingdom builder, and it and it's great because like I've. Each of the RPGs that I've played were from a, a very different genre of RPG. Nice. And That's so it's always good too. You get the story, but you also get enough diversity to make it like Well, the gameplay doesn't rewarding. get old because by the end of the they they all have been very um lengthy experiences, a hundred plus hours. Nice. So if they were too similar, it would have gotten very old very quick. Yeah. And so yeah, I I've I've been pleasantly surprised by it. Um, I actually the cartoony art style didn't get to me because it actually has some characters that are drawn in a more gritty fashion, and so it it injects it a little uh, a little bit, more than a little bit. Like the enemies are very gritty. Um, there's a lot of betrayal. Um, even though they they try the intrigue is very thinly veiled, <laughs> but the storyline overall, though a bit kitty at times, is is uh com- is um. Is bearable okay. and and uh, uh, competent. It's a very competently written storyline, and so uh, it won't take it won't take you like too deeply into it. Uh, but it it, it it it's a good storyline. It's not. It's very shallow. It is very shallow. Like you're not going to get a whole lot of depth of of twists and turns and all that gets. <laughs> That's not what you're going to get here. Um, you will get a ton of of uh interesting gameplay mechanics use um overworld interactions are are at least interestingly uh uh interplayed so what you could do is during in your kingdom you can research spells and these spells will interact with different contact points in the world which will give you access to different places that's pretty dope super simple but fun nonetheless um, Unlock new shit as you go along. That was probably the, the part that I because I don't know why, but I ended up traveling around a lot at night in the overworld, so I couldn't see most of the stuff. <laughs> so I was unaware that a lot of these things were were there. And so now that I'm in, about to go to the post game, I'm trying to clean up my file before I go beat the last area. Uh yeah, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm not gonna hardline on this one. I'm just gonna go look up like some of the shit that I was missing. I was like, oh, it was right there. I was like, <laughs> literally right there. Bro, um, I hate when that shit happened. But it was it, it was not a lot of stuff. Like when it comes to like, because you know, in the Kingdom Builder, part of it is getting citizens in your kingdom. Um, and this one has, I think, a hundred of them. Nice. Uh, Ninety-five of which you can get pre-game nice. uh, during the main game, and then five that come post-game. And um, I was able to get ninety-three of them. So that's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, really I got the good. vast majority of, of them of my own, um, just playing playing cognition. But that that was that was good. Um, battle system is very competent. I'm gl- I definitely believe that playing it in hard mode was the right decision because it uh it 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 could get very easy, and mm-hmm. I don't want to steamroll it. And it's easy to um 
just run around like it's it's relatively fun action rpg live action combat system so it's easy to just run around and hack and slash shit and then power level so it's like <laughs> it's the best way to do it yeah so so playing it on hard mode made it uh made the combat relevant which is super important um and yeah they did a great job of if you are not particularly great at the action rpg element uh you can collect these little spirits called higgledies and they will run around the battlefield and activate abilities and so you have to run over and content and and activate them That's when they just when they call for their ability to be used and so that gives environmental context to what you're doing so if you're not particularly good at evading the boss when they're doing all their shit you could really do most of the fight letting the npcs <laughs> attack them and then you interact with like the higgledies and and dodge the uh environmental attacks and you'll get pretty far and you have a ranged attack every yo, character who has named that shit bro <clears throat> that's what i'm saying that's the kitty like part. yo we should name this shit the higgledies <laughs> listen and then, and then usually i'd be like man i ain't saying that shit but it's like i didn't make it up so fuck it that's on them <laughs> it's not on me that ain't on me i ain't make that shit up <laughs> that's a, it's not my word it's your word yeah so, it's circular yeah i i feel no shame um but yeah overall i give the game a solid seven Okay, that's pretty good. Um, which, man, I gotta say, I'm really happy about the last three games I played. Even though I might take a little bit of break, um, get onto some other shit because playing these RPGs for me, at least, I'm not good at pacing, and so when I'm in the middle of a game, it's very like engrossing, and so I don't want to put it down. So I end up spending most of my free time in that shit. And so I want to go focus on some other shit now for a little while. But yeah, definitely, like I, I, I lucked out with those three bangers. Even though I had been, as I said, it's been. Uh, almost a decade probably since I've played a console RPG. And so they, I'm, there had to be something there to play. If there oh, was no, sure. if there was nothing to play, that would have been the real travesty. That's for sure. I mean, they make at least one good one a year. You know what I mean? No exaggeration. Three good RPGs a year, mate. Uh, two and a half. Yeah, and, and hopefully they're not the same genre of RPG. Like if you can get like a good like tactical RPG yeah. and a good that's usually uh, JRPG, there's usually or a good action RPG and a good SRPG that's... or a good com- um computer based <laughs> RPG with a you know what I mean just a, any combination. But if it's two that's of the same type the of RPG, like bleh, especially if it's a classic RPG, good two classic RPGs, man. You got it. They're just too plain. Nah, it's like and 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 it's exactly that. It's like because they're so plain and they're a lot of them are so cookie cutter. The exceptional ones really stand out. Which is why I don't understand why they don't put those on mobile. Like, I, I never understood. Well, I no, I do understand the development of the mobile scene. I just, I wish that it was focused more on um, actually, like, developing uh, games that are platform appropriate and not just developing, you know, cash grab platforms. Because if that was the case, then mobile titles, instead of being... Uh, flooded with slot machines would probably be flooded with really really fun um in-depth like story-driven classic rpgs because they're just so they're so small and it's mostly dialogue they're easy to animate like it, it, it like it's the perfect platform i i think the main reason why is like uh, a lot of people go to their phones for the exact opposite of that you know like quick games where you can jump in and jump out so that format of game might kind of clash with that ideology typically because you usually and i understand exactly what you're saying and i'm not refuting it what i'm what i what i would uh retort with though is that the uh 
the way people play RPGs is typically dictated by the console. And that's why on a on a mobile platform, even if you only wanted to play for 10 minutes, it takes instant saves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be that the game only saves at save points. You know, that was that was an old uh, uh, that was an old holdover of console gaming when it was needed. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah. most of the more recent games I play, they usually um, they have a pretty robust auto save feature that I love. Thank you. I guys. very much agree. Thank every game that has like in the load option, the list of like the last however many auto saves that you did i love that's those. crazy those are my favorite i just need the last one usually and um like yeah. in particular the last one's usually good that you said that um you know it's, it's action rpg combat and i'm bad at it and so i, I do still die because i am playing on hard mode and uh so this game before you even go before you go into very hard fights there's an auto save so even if you die in the fight nice it 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 doesn't like kick you back to the title screen. But I it doesn't appreciate kick, stuff it. It just like puts that, you man. right back there. And it's like thank you. Quality Can I just of try life this again? shit. Thank Quality you. Quality of life shit, man. Let me tell you, there's so back in the day that shit used to be brutal, nigga. You lost. You well, had to go back to the last save point. Not which even just that. There's just a few rooms outside the boss fight. You know, there's developers who who purposely punish you. You know, like oh no, why would we let you do that? Well, why wouldn't you let me do that? It, I'm playing the game for fun. I'm not playing to game the game to brutalize myself. So why wouldn't you just let me do that if you're capable of it? It's an, exactly as you said, a quality of life. I want to, I want to enjoy my time with your game. Hell yeah! Not spend it backtracking and and running back and forth to to places that I've seen already. Like an artificial length thing. Yeah, hate that shit. Um, I don't know. It sucks that some there's de, there's de, uh, developers that have that ideology, and from what I understand, it's mostly Japanese developers. They they Japanese developers um disdain the gamers that play their games frequently, and not in the good way like Tokoharo does. They should, they should probably I mean? fix that. Like you know, like uh, uh, Tokoharo disdains the gamers in a good way. He 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 has a a certain disdain of uh, or misanthropy about him that isn't just relegated to gamers, and so it it kind of it kind of colors his games, and it really is interesting in the way he writes games because of that. But it's I don't think that he does it to to sadistically. He doesn't make his games sadistically <laughs> hard. But yeah, anyway, well, I mean, I think that that as a general style has been pretty much falling to the wayside for a much more uh, casual play style. Anywho. Yeah, because I mean, you, got, you used to have your Ikarugas. Yeah, you know what I mean? unless like, games are specifically uh, branding themselves as that counter game that's like difficult for the sake of being difficult, they don't really do that anymore. Yeah, and with course, you scare the casual audience away. You make the game too hard, and like the casual audience can't play, and you've killed half like when half when your games are being stream. made for money and not prestige. Yes, you do not chase away that casual audience. That casual Fuller. audience is where the money is. And when games are being made for prestige, it's just going to make it good based on what makes the game good anyway. Yeah. But uh, Nino Kuni did, did, a, did a solid job. Or Level 5 did a solid job of developing Nino Kuni uh, 2. Um, I would say it was a hit. Uh, if you don't mind um, the animation style and the, the kind of uh, the main character is, is a kid. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. he is... You know he's he's prone to doing idealistic things, and if you can, if that doesn't bother you, then you'll be good to go. 
you'll have a very fun time with this one. But yeah, I haven't been watching anything really. Oh, actually, you know what I did watch? Dave. Which it's it, that's a uh, what's little David Bird is is that D- little Dicky's real name? No idea. I just know him as Little Dicky. Well, you know, I really prefer to refer to him as something other than that. <laughs> like I hear him, I get him. It's a funny, funny joke. But um, yeah, his uh TV show Dave, mm-hmm. which in the show his name is Dave Bird, and I don't know if that's his real name, but uh, it's very, very biographical, like very, very similar to his life. So and it's hard to tell where the fantasy is and where where like <laughs> well of the course actual... you, you don't you don't live with him or you hadn't live with him no I, I don't presume as to why that would be a factor but no it's it's hard because be like, based that, on the that's public... the only way you'd be able to differentiate the two well no most people experience. most people elucidate to that in in the course of their of their of their celebrity but um and and so that's so you can tell what parts did happen because he's done that but there are are parts that i could absolutely see happening like they're not outlandish in the way that they're like unrealistic they're outlandish in the way of like man little dicky that's really where you was at with it bro <laughs> but it's well, funny very it is typical very of his funny. style in general though mm-hmm. yeah very much so um like okay so like one of the scenarios is uh is he raps in one of his uh songs he raps about uh eating a girl's ass out and she loves it and so uh, at one point, his girlfriend is trying to, you know, you know, spice up their bedroom life. And so she's, she's like, yeah, you know, do you want to eat my ass? And he's like, no, why would I want to do that? That's terrible. Like, that's, that's gross. Would you want to kiss me after I ate your ass? She's like, no, but you rap about it. This like, is you reality and that's fantasy. God damn it. Stop blurring the lines. And it's just like, wow, that is absolutely not that's how I imagined funny. the ass eating conversation going. But it was hilarious. It's like, all right, that's Dave. Hilarious. No, that's definitely well, a joke for sure. That's oh, definitely that's that's the type because that's a dick move, man. <laughs> because if you if you rapped about it, you wouldn't have that reaction to it. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have the well, exact saying, inverse reaction to, to but it. But I could see but that being that him. Juxt, but that juxtaposition is funny, and <laughs> it's plausible enough with the character that he puts up puts on. Exactly, and that and that's the part that gets me because because Dave Bird is a you know what thirty something year old Jewish guy. I can imagine ass eating might not be part of his repertoire, but he raps about it like yeah. it is. And so it's completely. But if I were to hear, I don't know, there's a lot of people who I hear rap about eating ass and I totally believe it. Like when Kevin Gates says that he, he eats a whole asshole, I believe him. I don't get tired. I, I believe that he he, he he eats the booty like groceries. Like <laughs> I forgot he said that. I, I believe that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I eat booty and I suck toes. Yeah, I yeah. I'm getting tired. I forgot about that. That's a blast from the past right there. So when that happened with little Dickie in the show, needless to say, that's that's when he kind of hooked me. I was like, all right, this nigga's fucking a fool. He is a whole fool. And um and like leave it to to little Dickie, like one of the characters, uh, his hype man is actually bipolar. And so <laughs> His hype man goes through rampant depression, which is hilarious. Like, all right, <laughs> what? Are we, but he's a completely kind and understanding person, even though he's a miserly Jewish person as well. And so he's trying to be kind and understanding to his hype man, but he also has to balance that with paying him to show up at shows. And he's like, "Listen, I know you're depressed, but you have a job, and I'm paying you. 
So you're going to have to square that circle somehow. That's not my job to tell you how to do it. I would never do that. I respect you too much as a man. And I respect your, you know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of person. Like, he completely, but you're still going to have to fix it type of thing, which it's really funny with the way he does it. Um, But yeah, there's, yeah, all the characters, his, uh, his producer is like, is a real character. That guy, I have no idea what to make of him. But um, man, let me tell you, because uh, Little Dicky is a professional rapper, the cameos are out of control. The cameos are on Everybody on the label. Uh, pff, bruh. Everybody shows up in this show. Like, Trippy Red shows up in this show. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the label... Somebody... I wouldn't be surprised if somebody, somebody involved with the label is an executive producer on that show. Absolutely don't doubt that. Not one little bit. But I'm enjoying Dave. I'm only a few episodes in because me and Carolina have been watching it together. So it's been at her pace. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to watching more of that. I was watching um, I was watching a couple of uh, interviews and videos. Like I'm super, I'm getting I'm getting hyped for the Justice League coming out on the 18th. Which so one, the, the Zack Snyder one? Yeah, the four hour cut. I know you're not excited with that one, but I'm super. I'm like after seeing a lot of the the new footage they put out, I'm super excited for it. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I like the Zack Snyder Superman, Man of Steel, and. I enjoyed Man of Steel too. I did. Yeah, those were pretty dope. Um, that's about where DC lost me. I liked Wonder Woman one. So I I think I'm they're they're batting like thirty three percent for me. Like oh, one yeah, out yeah. of every three. They don't make good movies. <laughs> they they they've established that they don't make good movies. And isn't Zack Snyder in charge of a lot of those movies? No, no. Uh, just... He just he did the um. Is he? No, I don't think so. I don't think he was the the head. I mean, he he directed the ones that he directed. Yeah, which ones did but, he? Direct? But he directed some. Uh, the ones that you mentioned, the Superman, um, the Superman one and two, and the Justice League. Okay, I Justice think those Superman. are the only ones that he developed. I didn't enjoy Justice League, so he's actually doing better than their average. Well, also, half of the, the Justice League that you saw is um was Joss Whedon. Oh, so yeah, remember? so so that's the one that's the, uh, coming out now is a remake of that one, right? No, the one that's coming out is the initial cut that he gave to the studio before the studio told him that they wanted it to be exactly 2 hours. Like he released the, when he had his thing finished, it was like 4 hours long. Wow. And they were like he and he was like, "Oh, I want it to be this way." And they were like, "All right. Break it, it down to out? exactly 2 hours." So is that why it was so bad? Is because and then they started cutting and pasting. Then they were like, "All right, well, let's get Joss Whedon in here since he did Avengers." Oh, and then yeah, they started, yeah. They cut the movie and, and had it, doing, and then had someone else piece it together. Yeah, and that's Jesus. why. And they also that's why they also ran out of times when they couldn't get. Um, Lord Henry Cavill's Henry Cavill was working on uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible, and he had the mustache, and they wouldn't Henry let him. Cavill's stash is <laughs> He was contractually obligated to keep the mustache. Which caused a huge CGI snafu because they Yo, didn't have enough time to wrap it up. you have a kerfuffle over a mustache, that's that's wild. That's some petty shit, bro. That's just, it's we pure executive dickery. Yeah, millions millions and millions Like, you of can dollars. save this nigga's mustache and make a fake one that's the exact replica of the one that you're going First of all, first of all, first of all, <laughs> let's not even, let, let's not back. even... Do miss justice to those makeup oh artists because they would have had that nigga's mustache Absolutely. looking so much better Absolutely. than his natural mustache. All right, let's be a hundred. They would have crafted a fake one my that was nigga. even better. They would have implanted every hair into the mustache into the problem, and they would have taken but that three executive hours. Executive was just like, 
Nah, fuck them. Eat a dick. Yeah, pretty much. He was like, yo, fuck those guys. That's savage, bro. Like, I don't know. They can't fix this shit in six months. I don't You know how long CGI takes? I'm too emotional to do business with people like that. Because I'd be like, all right, cool, cool. That is a huge dick move. I am definitely going to do something that hurts you. (laughs) That's millions of dollars, my nigga. Like, millions of dollars over a fucking And it's not even, yeah, it's not even like a... It is so petty. But hey, it was really funny because that's see a digital. That. People had to take time out of their day to digitally render that thing out as bad. Yeah, as Yeah, that's why they ran out of time because you know they didn't have enough time to smooth it out by the time they did the reshoots and after all that everything. Wow, and because so he was so, busy so on another imagine movie. Imagine that if they couldn't even say, "Hey, we need one more day." Like it took more than a day to fucking fix this nigga's lip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Like, all right, we're gonna do a crunch. We're gonna do a twenty-four hour crunch. We need you guys to fix this nigga's lip. And for the for the sake of the movie, for the sake of this whole, because you ever see the credits to these things? Yeah, it takes a while. You know what I mean to yeah. to, to validate the work nah, of it, all it of takes, those people. It takes a lot more. It probably takes a day just to render the scene with the the, yeah, the just to render the scene. Just exactly, to render the scene. Just with the three it. minute scene takes one day to render. You know what I mean? Just to render. Never mind and then you how do long changes it takes. After like, you render it. like remember, you gotta like you gotta frame by frame go through and delete the mustache, and frame wow. by frame go through and. Replace the mustache with skin. Wow. And frame by frame, make that all match up while he's speaking. Like, that takes a fuck ton of time. You can't just... That's why with CGI... That's why Marvel moved their fucking... I feel um, so bad. Marvel moved their movie, their uh, headquarters to Australia because Australia gets a, a some sort of governmental credit for CGI. So Marvel <laughs> moved their studio out there. Yeah, apparently it's really cheap to make um, CG movies in Australia. So Marvel's that's moving. an interesting thing, but okay. Um, but yeah, mustaches. My G executives, I feel so bad for the guy, and now and now I understand why they would just put it out shitty because they're like, you know, fuck you. No, we're not even going to do a good job on this. Yeah, fuck you. based on timelines, and it would all. They, also, it was like sunk cost fallacy. I guess they didn't want. Yeah, sunk cost fallacy because they were just like, guys, we've already had two big level directors on it. We've already cut it up several times. We've already done ton reshoots. We've already had the shitty mustache. We just we got to put it out. We've already paid for it and dumped oh, all the money well, into it. Oh well, this is one thing that I'll that, that I will never ever 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 be sympathetic to, and that is financiers who don't understand that art does not do well with due dates. <laughs> you can set the due date as the financier, but you if you don't understand that you very realistically have to accept that you might not get it at that time, no matter how bad you want it and are willing to be flexible enough to change that, then you deserve whatever bad product you get. Because the it's art. Is, though, I feel you, but I don't know, man. Our, the entire artist industry runs on deadlines. It's all yeah. about the due well, date. Well, it's because the, artists, because we live in a capitalist society, man. Like, the artists bear no power in this situation. They're like, yo, we need that money that those guys have, and those guys are telling us to do it by this time, or we don't get the money. So that well, is what it is. That's the give and take, you know, you know, if you decide to go into that business. I get. I guess until you get to a certain level, um, but movies. I don't think it's 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 really hard to get to Tyler Perry's level. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. Like Tyler what? Perry, don't listen to no deadline, nigga. He makes the deadlines, and that, and <laughs> and as the artist, that is super important. But it's not. You don't find a lot of people capable of doing that because making movies is so prohibitively expensive mm-hmm. that they're gonna have to 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 deal with other somebody. Finance. Yeah. And as the financier, you'd think you'd want a good enough product. To get your pro to to get your money back, and since you're choosing to invest in art, you'd understand it well enough to say, "Hey, that my depends return. on the financier, though." Yeah, yeah, because I mean, but if you, I mean, you got people like Steve Mnuchin 
And Mnuchin makes his money back. Yeah, because Mnuchin's he puts a on, dick, though. Yeah, he's a big dick. Gross. Pause. <laughs> um, he's a he's a very terrible person. Oh man, my nigga's been, <laughs> and he's been quite consistent in that. But um, but yeah, he still understands what a bad movie never doesn't make money. You know what I mean? Like, and and movies are one of those things that because of that prohibitive cost, if it's bad, it's very easy not to make your money back. Unless you got it insured. What? How do you, how do you insure against lack of ticket sales? Um, you can insure against the uh the movie not making it. I don't remember how, but that's how the um, that's how you. I don't know if you remember the the shitty uh uh, uh Fantastic Four movies from the nineties. That's wow. how that movie exists because uh somebody wanted to make someone money made off money of off that movie. Yes, fucking and a, the, man. The whole thing is. The cast and crew, they were dead serious. They were making a real movie, but the people in charge of the financing were making uh, a killing. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was what they were doing. Yeah, they were exactly. killing a franchise and making exactly. killing money. So, you know. Yikes, man. That sucks. But yeah. I guess just, moving on from that. You just got to know where to find the treasure, man. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And, and none of that is to say that not good movies don't get made. Good movies absolutely get made. Um, yeah. But yeah, moving on from that, speaking of uh speaking of big movie theater, uh big movie studios, looks like uh Kathleen Kennedy, the the uh rumors are that she's out of there. Her failure has become has become evident. These motherfuckers. And so the and, the, and failure the funny part Kathleen is, Kennedy Kennedy who who was executive mm-hmm. producer of movies such as Indiana Jones and Star Wars. These motherfuckers. Yeah, but see, unfortunately, what they're coming to realize is that she was not the create. She wasn't the one who was responsible for those things. I mean, it don't matter. As, I mean, as, as an executive, I guess, as right? an executive. Like, bagging on uh, Kathleen a, Kennedy, as, but like, I still no, no, feel no, like no. she and was quite this is, successful. And this was, all, this was all part of the expose, so this isn't just me bagging on her. And as what, I think what, the, what the people are bagging who, on her, not who just were you. working with her were saying is, is that the more... the the more control or the more influence that she got over a project was directly inversely uh, uh, proportional to how well the project did. In those earlier projects, she was merely an executive. She didn't have creative input or or anything like that. And when it came down to it, when she got the power to put that in, boy, did she tank those those uh, those uh, franchises. I got you. What, and, what I'm saying is, I'm just glad based that, on uh, her they, pedigree, I think she's mm-hmm. done a pretty. She had a pretty good run. Listen, look. You can say the same thing about Donald Trump. Listen, rich white people. I definitely have a hard could time. not. He's, that, I do not what, think is that's that man the same in jail? Is he in jail? I don't think that's the same thing at all. Yes, it is. Failing upwards and then <laughs> getting the credit for other people's shit. Yeah, yeah. But he's a scammer, though. I don't. I don't She's remember a scammer. her scamming anybody. She made her way all the way to the top. Not of making that. good movies. Not making good movies and being an executive is not the same thing as creating a fake university. Donald Trump, I feel what you're saying, but Trump it's, is an extreme it's, it's example. Failing upwards. It's it's failing an extreme upwards. example. <laughs> that is that is I don't, it, it is an insult. I do believe that that's a false equivalency. That's I, all. I, I don't believe so. I believe that failing upwards is a thing. And when you're talking about not people failing that. upwards and making millions of dollars <laughs> at it, seems like similar things to me. For she sure, she failed upwards and made millions of dollars. And put in head. She was put in charge of things that she was not ready to be in charge of. She and, was similarly 
failed upwards, made millions of dollars, was put in charge of something that he was not ready to be in charge of. Yeah. And he tanked it. Agreed they to disagree. Both it. And she did she had a good run. No, no, she didn't. And just same way you don't think that Donald Trump had a good run. There they you both go. had a bad run. <laughs> because they both weren't ready for the for the seats that they sat in and they both did terrible. And the proof is in the pudding. Sure. So you could say they had a good run until that point, but they failed in the end. So that's really what what we're looking at here. And the failure isn't just my opinion. It's now coming from the opinion of the people who worked with her as well and the people above her. So I don't know. If everyone around you thinks you did a bad job, then I don't know. Maybe you did a bad job. Just saying. Uh, you could be on her bandwagon if you like, but I don't know. I'm not on anybody's bandwagon. I think that it's pretty merited at this point. I'm not saying, all I'm saying is like, I think she's had a pretty fucking successful mm-hmm. career. You may not think it and was earned. When, se- when, se- when success just means a being job, in the room, but I think sure. she, when if, success means being in the room, if that's absolutely. what you want to call it. That's if, not what I'm calling That's what it was. Success for her was being in the room. Okay. That's what you're saying. And it, and it paid the dividends. more influence she had in that room was the less successful the, uh, it may, the, the project it may not. Her success may not have been successful hey. for, for other people. Hey. But I for mean, her, it was quite successful. But I've never seen that a standard applied to anyone else. From her perspective, you don't think she thinks she was successful? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure tons That's of people the think they're that I'm using. For, from her perspective, I think she's had a pretty good run based then on what she's accomplished so far. How do you differentiate that from Donald Trump? Because I'm sure Donald Trump thinks he's successful. It's no. a delusional success, but hey. That would be the difference. <laughs> but her success also, is just as... How is it delusional? Also, his, his difference her, is criminal. His difference is quite criminal. I don't okay. th- she's no not matter what con- okay. no she's matter what Kathleen Kennedy she's has done, criminal. I don't think she's killed anybody or gotten anyone killed by what she's done. Okay. Okay. That I think is a false equivalency because that's not the part of it that I was that I was comparing. <laughs> and that's all I was trying to say. Donald Trump and Kathleen Kennedy are ridiculously not the same. They no, and, and based <laughs> on where I was comparing them, they were. <laughs> all right. We could we could continue the show. We're just running. Well, yeah, in Kathleen circles. Kennedy is definitely on her way out. A lot more people than me agree and are happy about that. And so yeah, <laughs> that is hopefully going to be a good thing in uh, for the Star Wars franchise history uh, or future coming forward. Because boy, it at the point in which she says that well, there's nothing for us to go for. There's no comics. There's no backstory. There's no canon for us to work on with Star Wars. It just it, like come on, that's that's a complete failure, and that's an abject failure because the Star Wars universe is probably one of the most established universes in sci-fi history. You know what I mean? So she was a derelict commander for that. So hopefully they'll get somebody on the helm of that who's aware of you know the past thirty years of Star Wars history and is fully willing to commit to making you know making good on enriching the franchise because she surely did not do that. <laughs> Um, in other entertainment news, we got uh, in uh, in uh, music news. The Grammys are are uh, coming on today. I I saw some of the the uh, winners were being not uh, announced prior to uh, to recording, so I can give a couple of shout outs, but I didn't hear too many people. And of course, we all know the Grammys bullshit white people handing down accolades but an accolade is an accolade so i'm not going to hate on that and a couple of artists that i do like were being recognized so i like to shine a light on that i want to throw congratulations to uh thundercat he got best progressive r&b uh album which i think was a really cool uh uh um award for him 
And Nas got rap album of the year for nice. King's Disease. Yeah, I thought that was a super, super, super good nod. Cause it was, first of all, Hit Boy was all over the Grammys. I think he was on there for Nipsey. He was on there for Big Sean. He was on there for Nas. <laughs> and he was on there for Jay. Last year. Oh, yeah. 2020 was Hit Boy's year. And I honestly do want to um, give him his flowers for that. I think 2020 definitely, if we if we had to say who whose year it was, I would put Freddie Gibbs up there. But I think in the end, Hit, it was Hit Boy's year. He just did way too much. You know what I mean? And it was more substantial than social media, you know, uh, persona building. It was actual albums. Yeah, he put out like three or four albums. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely wanted to give a nod to the Grammy uh, winners. Uh, we got, uh, and also Nipsey. Nipsey was, I'm not sure if he won, but I know he was nominated uh, for the track with Big Sean and Hit Boy. So, um, definitely appreciated that nod. Um, how do you feel about Kanye winning best uh, contemporary Christian music? That's hilarious. That's fucking funny. Because honestly, Kanye winning a Grammy <laughs> isn't surprising to me. And yeah, honestly, that's, usually that's it's why worth it. it might be legit. Is but because Kanye is, is a superb producer and a superb music maker. Yes. My thing is, is that actually that is one of the few genres right now that is exploding with talent. And there is actually a lot of really good contemporary Christian music out there. Just talk about sonically. We might not, you know, fuck the, the lyrics because, you know, if we could listen to shoot them up lyrics and who cares if they're talking, you know, it's just the quality and the vibe of the music. It's a lot of good music out there. Like Lecrae isn't bad. Like there's a reason why he's popular, you know, like there's a lot of really good contemporary Christian music out there right now. Not that I jam it too much. Like I'm not, <laughs> I think Lecrae is probably the, the only one that I regularly uh, listen to, but I'm surprised that he got it in that category. That's a stiff competition. Like I would, I think it would have been easier for him to get it in a rap category, no? Nah, I think it would, the exact opposite. As a matter okay. of fact, um, uh, he's never done it before. You feel me? So it's like it's one of those things where, like, have you ever seen someone naturally talented in music? Just like Prince, just it's like yeah. Prince picking up a new instrument. That's yeah. really all it is. He understands the concept of how to make. You music feel me? He's just matters. applying it to a different genre. In a genre that was not expecting Kanye West. <laughs> Do you know the difference between contemporary Christian music and nope. gospel? Okay, nope. I don't nope. either. Nope, nope. I was that was a straight up genuine question. Nope. I was, um, because it's not gospel. Well, um, I guess I would know the difference. Gospel would be more operatic, I guess. Okay, that that old school, more like cho- a choir, choir type choral, shit, choral yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess that's the only thing I can think of. Whereas, um, uh, contemporary rap would be specifically like Kirk Franklin. Because shit. I thought that. That's also especially my reference because, for. <laughs> especially because most of the music I think that he was nominated for was the stuff he produced for Second Sundays. So it's more gospel oriented. I thought it was gospel music is what I'm getting at. Mm. So I was surprised to see him in contemporary Christian music. But it is what it is. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's um, one of those things where, um, yeah, I don't know. It was it, Big Fish in a Little Pond type deal. Not, yeah. not, not, no disrespect to people who make that type of music, but I doubt people who make that type of music has like, Maybe they do. Maybe they are do have producers like Kanye and stuff on there. But I don't know. I feel like that's Oh, do they just, have yes they do in their in their genre? Yeah, for they sure. Probably for do, sure. Right. Like Zaytoven. So I figure he's because yo, you don't just, even know Zaytoven's a big Christian producer. Like that man is big that in makes that sense. community. I mean, yeah, most most hip hop musicians start get got started in the church and shit. So yeah, I, I imagine it's just him coming to flex in a in a in an arena that's never seen him before. Mm. 
Yeah, and and I have a. It's really probably hard to beat that name recognition. Like, Absolutely, you know, Kanye just drops his name into a music category, and it's like, oh, pretty much. much. Yeah, pretty much. But and um, you're like, who's gonna have to follow that guy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter how good his performance go is. Good luck. Go next. <laughs> he could sit. Th- yo, he could sit there and complain about Jay Z for 20 minutes, and people would still think it was the greatest show. And you know, he's not gonna do that. He's gonna be extra and do shit like Walk on Water. So yeah, you know. But yeah, so the Grammys Grammys came and happened. Um, did you hear the new Sean Paul album? Oh, nice! I did not know he dropped a whole new album. Yes, it's a whole out. album, big time, big time. I think it's like seventeen out. tracks, mad collaborations, collaborations with every yo. If you are somebody on the Jamaican scene right now, you, you're definitely on the Sean Paul track. Yeah, which I would say that probably Sean Paul's about the elevation, man. Oh yeah, man. Yo, I, I really appreciate Sean Paul as a person and who he and what Absolutely. he brings to the to the scene. The man's mad mature. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it's an energy that is well needed in the in the scene. You know what I mean? Even though a lot of people uh, try to to bring negative energy to his uh, to his whole to his whole persona um, when he started becoming popular uh, abroad, because he blew up abroad before he made it big in Jamaica, and so people felt a type of way. You know what I mean? But I think in coming back and then using that fame to put on other Jamaican artists, he validated himself, which is fine by me as long as the other artists are caring. You know what I mean? Yeah, sounds like bad mind thing. Well, they, it didn't work, so. You feel me? But because they it definitely was, couldn't keep him now. This is genuine from the start. That's why. From what I've seen of Sean Paul, he's always been a very conscious and very oh, yeah. like uplift mm-hmm. everybody type artist. Like, like especially last year i was listening to a lot of interviews that he's been doing and like one of the main things he's talking about is like how to get dance hall to the next level you know what i'm Absolutely. saying like that's always how do been we bring goal. a little bit yeah you know what i'm saying how do we get some longevity to dance hall without selling it out and like, i heard it in, when he did that song um pun the river no no um because you know he did uh, a, a song he did, he did a song on that beat put the on the pun the river beat uh, I can't yeah. remember, but it was around that time he did an interview, and it really, really solidified in my head. Like, oh, this is a different type of Redjid. He's not. He's not putting the the the, the little childish foolishness Definitely. that ele- that Elephant Man and them were were, were on back in the you know early two yeah. thousand. His interviews are really enlightening. They are. He's a really intelligent. <laughs> it's funny. Dude. It's funny, especially the ones where he talk about how um. Jay-Z wouldn't let him around Beyonce for that well, one song that they were doing. Well, <laughs> but well, apparently that was just Jay-Z around that time, though. It wasn't Sean Paul specifically. Yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, Sean... Cuffin, yeah. son. Cuffin. Clack, Listen, my man has a has a reputation that precedes him. He did not... Jay-Z was not having his lady uh, mesmerized. I mean, it's the rap game. It's, it's, it's halfway understandable. You feel me? The rap game is full of hoes, men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, yeah, I was definitely happy to to, to catch up on that. Definitely yeah, give it a listen. I'm, I'm check um, Carolina sure. checked it out and really enjoyed it too. So I wanted to, to to throw that one out on the new music tip. Hopefully, he's got some with like um with Layla Ik on there or some of the Indignation crew with uh, the Protege's camp because like okay. I, I like um Layla Ik has got this new song um or or at least the remix with Skilly Bang is called Thy Will. I've been jamming mm. that recently. Skilly Bang is everywhere, yo, and I don't really know yeah, where Skilly Bang's up. from, really. Jamaica. He's well, just blowing I know, up I mean, recently. What, what, what crew? He was because he's not from the. He's not from Movado. I don't think era. he's from any crew, to be honest. But just, is he from Movado's era of music? 
No, no, he's brand new. Like he's young. He's, he's new, like new. nineteen, like oh, twenty. Wow. Like he's super, super young. Okay. Super duper young. Like he's he's just now blowing up type type deal. From fairly certain. Like I, I don't think he's older than twenty one, twenty two. And okay. like he's just no wonder like it sounds so. Yeah, man. Because he's everywhere right now. Yeah, he's yeah. new hotness. He, yeah, he he put out. I don't remember what got him started, but he got started like I think maybe late last year. And ever since then, everybody wanted to work with him. And he's been putting out some banging features though, so I can't I can't even complain. Like Die Will is my joint right now. That's what's up. Yeah, I gotta find out more about the youth because you know the the lyrics are a little bit slack. You know what I mean? So you have to know a little bit more about them before you, you ride pun now because like yeah, like I was actually like a, um uh, uh I was just I don't remember what producer it was, but there was this producer that was talking about him when he started getting a lot of buzz. And one of the things that he said to him was like, yo, he challenged them to make a conscious song. And he was like, he was like, no one's ever asked me to do that before. Really? <laughs> really? Like, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Cause like, you look, and cause apparently you like have... Monica did his research and came back correct with that new tour. I think that's the one with Terrace Riley. All right. I got to If it got Taurus Riley on it, I definitely got to check it out. But, um, but that's, 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 my, that's my thing. Like you look at Laden and, and conscience, and yes, you will find some slackness in their lyrics, but they will have a conscious song. You know what I mean? They will have some something grounded about them. And I find that is important. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of balance. Because you, you're never going to get somebody who's all one side. Or you shouldn't get somebody who's all one side. Because that's not healthy. But definitely, if it's all just if it's all just badness and slackness, nah, mama can't deal with it. Because you know something bad is going to happen and you're just promoting it by feeding into their music. And that's what, that's I don't, the, that's honestly, what a lot of people are saying, man. We bought up people for not being authentic in their music, but I honestly don't want you biting up people in your music if that's what you're really <laughs> rapping about. That's what it is. And that is what it is. Oh, also, um, we should send out some condolences because um, Mavado's uh, mom, um, mom passed away. Yes, also, Mavado. Um, a couple of weeks Gully back, um, Shaba's mother, mother also yes. passed away. Yes, Shaba and Bunny Shabba Whaler. Oh, Bunny, Bunny Whaler passed away like the last week. Or week yes, I forgot yes. about Rest it. Rest in so. peace, Bunny Whaler. Yeah, there was a lot of passing yeah, recently. Definitely wanted to send some condolences to the island because we lost a lot of greats and a lot of people that inspired and nurtured the greats. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. It's been a tough time for the island, man. Speaking over here, we could talk about that because you know it's been it's been really rough because of the government's response to COVID on Absolutely. the island right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, and it's well, hard man. to describe because it's not like how in America when you told people to put on masks, they stormed the Capitol building. It's not like that. It's not that kind of rebellious nature. The problem is, is that there there's too much fishy information there's too much weird information to force this so uh corona no walk at night you are yeah, curfew and, 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 corona and, and, no walk at night and it doesn't make sense the way they're implementing all of the different policies and so that's the problem and jamaicans don't play that nah if you're gonna if you want to yeah. if you're gonna implement some policies you have to and you have to take care of the people you can't be sitting over here looking Sitting fat, getting money and checks and all of this, and the people suffering. Yeah, while locking down the island. Yo, Budju did a video. Mm-hmm. Did you see Budju video? Mm-hmm. Tef Not the covered it. Ones. Not the newest Watch Tef most recently because the Budju video is. Let me tell you about our street pundit target. Yo, <laughs> let me tell you, said Budju just laid it out so clear and cogently. I couldn't even tell you, but 
on the island is a problem the way and 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 it's bad in america but you have to understand how much worse it is in a tiny little environment like jamaica it is far more detrimental to the to to far far more proportion of people when people go hungry in jamaica nigga they go hungry and 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 it 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 has knock-on ramifications and so part of what 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 happened with their covid response and what prompted all of the artists spraga spraga bands is also speaking out about uh, against it uh part of what prompted it is that um in in uh signing deals to get covid vac covid vaccines the vaccine companies are requiring that the nations take certain uh um steps to uh help achieve 100% proliferation of the vaccine and so one of the uh, uh programs that they're rolling out is um a uh vaccine certification for public events and so one of their initiatives is requiring uh, vaccines uh, passes for entertainment events. Now, if you know, one of Jamaica's major industries is musical entertainment, live shows, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so in requiring that, they they triggered the vast majority of the artists that I'm familiar with. I don't think any of the artists that I particularly follow um, who are in on the island uh, were willing to actually have shows with that requirement. So they all started canceling shows and offering refunds. Now, that's one thing for a successful artist. They will survive. They make money abroad. Their ticket sales in Jamaica are actually probably a minority of, of their profits. What it hurts is, is the tourism industry built up around that, which is now going to go into a serious depression. Serious depression. So all in the goal of getting people vaccinated, which I can imagine is a noble goal for a government, they have now sacrificed the the the, the tourism industry and, in good part, to some degree, the local entertainment scene because smaller artists whose whose uh, whose audiences are are solely based on the island will also be affected. And so, yeah, you know, Jamaican government really fucking over the people, and it's going to be bad because. We've seen what happens in Jamaica when music artists and the people unite under a purpose. It's a big time change thing. Yep. And so, yeah, man, I, I just thought that that was interesting. You know, cover after talking about Sean Paul's album, I wanted to bring up a little bit of the, of the island news because it's gonna it's gonna be interesting seeing what happens uh, in in Jamaica politically over the next couple of, couple of years because it's gonna it's gonna get bad economically. It's gonna get rough if they don't if they don't take swift action to deal with either a slavely opening up the island or b uh dealing with restrictions that come with these uh these uh deals that they signed to get vaccines it was a bad idea and you th- yeah. and you'd think that they know Jamaicans well enough to realize that that <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you're a Jamaican politician. You think you'd know your countrymen well enough to know that this is just not gonna go well. This is not gonna work. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, you'd expect Jamaicans to not try to bullshit other Jamaicans, but you know, with, with enough money, people will try anything. Yeah, talk about it though. They'll do anything. 
But yeah, man, moving on from that. Uh, <laughs> down goes Mr. Cuomo. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna come back from this, man. The, the allegations doubtful. are mounting. Even though he's 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 dug in, he dug his <laughs> heels in. He's like, I'm not going nowhere. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> famous last words. Oh, that's funny. That's but yeah, man, more shit. women um came forth with allegations. Uh, he's got the the nursing home scandal on his hands from fudging numbers on the nursing homes. I mean, it ain't looking good. It's it's, a, it's all part of the the hero's journey of a politician, you know. Oh, a, a, every well, we every good that. politician we have to write one for politicians. Every good politician needs a, a sex scandal in their hero's journey. You really? gotta beat that if you don't want to become. If, if, you gotta beat that if you want to become the apex. Like that's like that's the low bar. I mean? Like this is just low level hero activity. Like if you can't beat the <laughs> sex scandal, then how are you gonna handle all the fame of being a hero, nigga? You feel me? Everybody's got one. You ain't got one. I had one in '93, man. That shit fell through. <laughs> man, I beat three of them shits. <laughs> sex I've scandals, never man. That's scandal low level before shit. my life. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that that was interesting. Um, I really. I, I really think it's fucked up how, how they build you up to tear you down, man. They really do. And not that I have any um, sympathy for uh, an old Italian white guy from New York who's far richer than I will ever be. Not that I have any sympathy for him. I just think it's such a waste of productive energy. Like, I'm sure all of the time and energy being put into this could be saving someone's life. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? Just seems like this is really a shitty time to be focusing on anything other than stabilizing people in our economy. I don't know, man. Saving lives is not good for ratings. It isn't. Endangering lives. Now you got yourself a show. We got now you got you literally have yourself a show. Now we're cooking with Chris. If you put a if you put a warning before your show that says, Hey, people might have died during the show, forget about it. Ratings. Forget about it. What? You're in yo, you're in the money. You feel me? Yeah. I'll definitely be um, looking forward to tap dancing on Cuomo's uh, political <laughs> grave. Nah, that guy's a douchebag, Yo, man. Yo, shining up my shoes, son. I was a real dick. But yeah, uh, moving on from that, we did see... So we, we got we got the city settlement with George Floyd's family. And at the same time, we have the trial of Derek Chauvin going on. So those are two heads of the... Uh, to two main points of of what's going on in that story right now, and so in the case of of the settlement with uh, George Floyd's family, they got twenty seven million. Not um, enough. I think that that should be that that's substantial. I mean, to say that to say that that won't help change the lives of the people in his family. Yes. I do honestly believe they would have been better off with him. Honestly, I don't think that if you're dealing with someone who you love and cherish and and value as a person, I do believe that that individual is worth more than $27 million. In the event that the police murder that person, though, I do believe that $27 million isn't a settlement per se, but is some... Form oh, yeah. of yeah, compensation. That, that goes without for that. saying for sure. Oh no, because I yes, that goes I without agree. saying for sure. I hear a lot it's of people out that there that are um, like, well, I, those I, people I, are probably unreasonable. But um, I think so. <clears throat> uh, uh, it's 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 
Unfortunately, I, I say it's not enough because this is like I don't feel like nothing's gonna change. It's really helpful. I'm I'm glad that some good c- comes of it for the family. And I don't I don't want to sound like I'm being like super negative, but it's like, man, the 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 blatantness of what he did is just like my thing is is that I didn't want to see this surreal, before man. I see what happens to Derek Chauvin. Honestly, this money means nothing to for me personally. If Derek Chauvin goes free and his daughter has to know that this man is in the world and she can encounter him again, like I feel like that's such a fucking slap in the face to me. Like, if nothing happens yeah, to this man rough. for what he did, really is I? I don't like I. I want to hold multiple ideas in my head. I want to hold the idea in my head that yes, George Floyd. There's nothing that there's no amount of money that's going to replace him. I also want to hold the idea in my head that 27 million dollars will help his daughter but all of that being true i also want to maintain that if dark chauvin if he there's no recompense that comes from that man's person directly in a great and grievous manner then the other two are irrelevant to me i don't know am i am i crazy for that no because nothing happened like it's the city that pays for that aka taxpayers yeah thank you taxpayers just paid for that you know what I mean? So nothing really happens on one side of it. And that's, it's, well, you know, I, I've made peace with the beast, so. Yeah. Cause I, I quite understand how, how this shit shakes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Cause I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy who's like 27 million isn't enough. I'm not going to be that guy, but I'm also going to say that, that that's, that's that's still an ancillary discussion to be had. And and why they settled that before the Chauvin trial kind of I felt was disheartening. I, I want to know what's going to happen to Derek Chauvin. I mean, first. I feel like, you know, those are two unrelated things, you know what I mean? Like unless they're going to give that money to her his daughter so she can hire a hitman. Uh no, no it, it's, it's way joking. easier to um settle a payment than it is to uh, uh convict a police officer. Yes. I'm pretty sure they. I think it's going to be a fast trial. I don't think it's going to be as long as as it could be. Um, how long was like Rodney King? What was that like two weeks, two three weeks? I, I do think? not. I don't remember. remember. It felt I may like have forever. Still been on the it island. It felt like forever. But you know, it's um. It's sad. Something's got to change, man. Yeah, I was young, man. I was super young when um. Rodney King trial happened when the Abdullahima trial happened. Um, when wow. Zimmerman, I was a little bit more present of mind on, it. and that went on for months, didn't it? Yeah, we were, Florida courts are like, slow. I think that was out of high school. Yeah, we were in high school. Yeah, no, just out of high school. You're right. I'm sorry. You, I think you're right. We were out of high school. Yeah, because that would have made us a similar age as Trayvon Martin. I know I was older than him when um when that happened to him. Yeah. That's another. Zimmerman's another terrible human being. Awful. Whatever happens to the guys who shot Tamir Rice, man. Like that's what I'm saying, man. Awful. Like fuck this place, dude. Like I'm sorry. I, I anytime I think about Tamir Rice, though, honestly, that they're all bad. Tamir oh, Rice, ooh, that's the that one that so no matter bro. what will fire me so fucking egregious. up. Yo, like that fucking video God of like the roll damn, up pull out shoot, like, bro. For what though? Where was the fucking danger? Like, the nigga rolled up with murderous intent and they let him go. Nah, man. Fuck this place. Honestly, that's, like, you can't, unless, you, you can't explain that to me. 
And without being able to and explain that to me, you'll never get me to side with police. Open carry state. It's an open carry state. It's just, it's just even too much. if he did have a real gun, it wasn't illegal. I mean, it was probably illegal for a child to have it, but dude, <laughs> why would you shoot him if you identify that it's illegal because he's a child? It's just all wrong. It like, is. It's just, there's no part of it that's right. It's just, and and it's that's that's the one that gets me just irrevocably to say fuck the police. Nah, and I don't. I don't I don't care about good ones. I don't care about good ones when your organization protects the ones that shoot children. I'm good. I'm good. I don't care. I genuinely don't. Ugh. Sorry. I know that shit gets me. I just get I don't know how they how do people like it has to, there's a lot of uh mental gymnastics going on to get around that. You know what I mean? To 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 say, "Hey, you know what? I hear you, but we need the police." Oh, do we? What the fuck do we need that for? What do we need that for? I, I'm really, really, we need really it. at a loss. We need it in case the darkies, the darkies get uppity. That's why they need the police. The darkies get uppity, or the ones that we use to counterbalance the darkities try to uh, the darkities. I like dark, that one. The dark, it's the, like the higgities, that. bro. They're darkities. <laughs> the darkities. Oh, uh, that's awful. No, but I, don't know, uh, I feel like I'd have to backhand someone if they ever call me that. Like, <laughs> that darkity. Like, <laughs> After I laughed, after I laughed, I have to compose myself. Well, the laughter would be essential because it would catch them off guard. Oh, They'd see man. you laughing, and then the instantaneous strike that comes yeah, after. Yeah, you got to do it like that dude that had the, the flare bit slap, where he like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? got to wave your hand up and then clock him like a fucking, like a special, special oh, move. man. Well, yeah. Yeah, let's get out of that, man, because I'm sure that that's going to pop up again later in the news, and it's going to... It'll be it'll be disappointing, I promise. <laughs> I have no faith in them and their ability to to handle that with any kind of tact um, or idea of justice. Because I know that no, there's no genuine justice, but just they won't let, even have an idea of what's going on. Just don't let that douchebag anywhere near it. I don't, I don't even remember that douchebag's name. Oh, who the attorney general? That's the one. Yeah, that douchebag. I'm not even gonna say his name. Fuck that guy. Uh. Moving on from that, uh, did you hear that they're uh, that they're discontinuing several Dr. Seuss books for racist imagery? That's interesting. I did not hear this. Yeah. What is the imagery? Uh, the imagery is mostly of Asian people and black people, from what I understand. Um, but there's like one with the it's a guy with a Chinese it's a Chinese guy. He's got a Fu Manchu, one of the circular hats, and he has chopsticks. And I'm like, that's not racist, yo. That's not racist. It's not like it's not like they they showed him and he was building a railroad and then smoking opium. Oh and it's goodness. like, I mean, if they were doing that, that would be different. Oh but it, it's like, come on, dude, that's not racist. And then you know the way that Doctor Seuss drew black people was terrible. But uh, who gives a shit? It's like America wants to fix all of the racism on the peripheral edges, but not the racism at the core of its society. Like, nobody gives a fuck about Dr. Seuss. Even though, yes, I will acknowledge that getting rid of racist imagery will help in the long run. It's not going to help right now. It ain't going to help with the institutional racism that exists right now. At all. Dr. Seuss is going to have zero bearing on all the racism that is fucking us up right now. I mean, you can do both, though. You know what I mean? I mean, you can do both. I would like to focus on the shit 
that really matters. Well, the people that are doing the Dr. Seuss one aren't in charge of doing the other stuff, too. True, and and it's probably very disingenuous. I just don't understand why they're doing that. Like, like what? Where is the the benefit of of tarring that that the image of this author? We all know that Dr. Seuss started off with porn, by the way. And <laughs> yes, his porn was drawn. It was it was drawn, drawn porn in the same style, in the same style as his <laughs> cartoons. So yes, which is why it failed. And then he moved on to children's art. I'm totally serious. You think I'm joking? No, I don't. It's funnier if you're not joking. Yeah, oh I could. There's a lot of good storytellers that's out there. I ain't hilarious. one of them. Uh, it's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, that's that shit's weird. But on um, you, Doctor Seuss. Yeah, I don't exactly it, understand bro. why where uh, where they're going with the whole get rid of Doctor Seuss thing. It seems superfluous. And yes, I will acknowledge. I can hold the idea in my head that we could do both. But also the people who are responsible or the the societal energy that is dedicated to this particular problem that you know, is pretty ubiquitous throughout American society is limited. And if we keep on distracting it with things like Dr. Seuss, they'll never, ever deal with things like Derek Chauvin. And it's like, man, all right. (laughs) The real answer I think here is just to get the fuck out. Honestly, it's one of those things. It's, it's really, it's an environmental issue. If you don't like the heat, then don't live in Florida. I mean, you can get mad at it and you can complain about it and you have every right to, but you should probably move out of Florida if you don't like the heat. It's my whole tornado alley thing all over again. Yeah. How can you live in tornado alley? It's in the name. <laughs> yeah. All they ever, all of the reasons you need not to live here are in the name. Feel me? But you know, Oh my goodness. Do you hear, did you see what's going on in death Valley right now? Uh, no, no, I did not. They're trying to do mining operations in Death Valley right now, and it's all over the Native American land, and it's causing a huge fucking kerfuffle out here in South uh, Southern California. If if you're you're mindful of things like that, pay attention to what's going on in Death Valley because that's going to be another hotbed of social unrest not too long, similar to how they did with Dakota Access Pipeline, because evidently some prospector said that there's veins of something. In um Death Valley, of some mineral, and they are going in hard on it. But we'll see how that that folds out for them. But yeah, I that that popped into my head because you said everything you need to know about this place is in the name. And it's like <laughs> Death Valley. Yeah, got it, got it. Stay Pretty away. Much. Every RPG I've ever that I've ever uh, played has had a Death Valley, and it was Fair called way. that to keep people out of it. It's like, no, nah, I don't really think we should be hanging out here, man. It's a deterrent, I promise. But yeah, moving on from that, we'll close up with this one. Um, Man, uh, I've seen a lot of news uh, agencies recently pushing this thing that, once again, there's a quote-unquote immigrant crisis at the border again. There is no immigrant crisis at the border again. All the bi- all they're doing is they're putting up a fluffy uh, uh, reason as to why the Biden administration has refused to release all the children from cages. Um, they so according to them, there's hundreds of thousands of migrant children at our southern border. And when I say them, this is like PBS and major news outlets are are reporting this. When there's not there there's there's no. N- like rash of new immigrant children there it's the same immigrant children that were there before this is not a crisis if there was a crisis it's manufactured by the border patrol and you know 
it's just another example of Biden's um, epic failure right now at, at handling. Because I think that that's pretty relevant. Two months in, I don't know how many months we're going to have to wait for him to to at least write into policy. We're not going to we're not going to keep caging these children. And the fact that they're trying to reframe it. As a as a as a border crisis now, all of a sudden, again, the same the same tactic that was used by the last administration and it was just as fabricated then. That it just sits poorly with me. And and I just I hear a lot of people saying, well, it's still pretty early. It's still pretty early. And I'm like, I guess I guess, you know, there's a lot he could be doing through executive order because it's not a legal issue. It's not like a, it's not a like a on the books. We are following a certain law issue at the border. It's a policy issue. And so it's not like DACA where he did where Obama did more harm by having a policy remedy for it rather than a legislative remedy. This is something that Biden really should just take the time out to have some some lobbyists write up something that is that it that deals with the children at the border. I don't know how they're going to deal with it because it's not like they're just going to do the right. They're clearly not going to do the right thing. Because from what I understand, based on the reporting, a substantial amount of the children who are being held there do have people attempting to claim them and help them uh, either A, foster them on this side, or B, get them back to their homes where they are at. Now, yes, that does have its own issues because some of them are fleeing those places. But nonetheless, there's a right thing to do there. And that is to try to your best to reunite them if you're not going to let them in. And so it's just there's... There's tons that he could be doing with that. He's not doing it. And uh, it it's one of those sticking points that people who, who are disingenuous about making arguments are going to utilize because it's going to lend validity for to their disingenuous arguments because that is very true and that he's being feckless in reference to that. Among other things, but that one I believe is a bit more egregious than the others because it is completely a policy remedy that he could take for it. But... I guess, like always, we'll wait and see. <laughs> we don't have many other options. But alrighty, guys, you can go ahead and follow us on the uh, social medias. Catch me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and on Twitter at Cree underscore T and at Home Heron. You can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. Always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy. <laughs>